following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys like And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. Voiceman has lied to you today, and I'd like to apologize for that. Hi, I'm Jeff Cavanaugh, and that's Brian Broaddus across the way. And we're all you got. But the good news is that we've already fought before the show started, so this one will be spicy. You kind of had a precursor to the precursor? This one will be a lot of fun. And it actually... It lines up. We got Twitter on the twenties coming up. We love Miller Lite. Liberty Tax is my favorite. And yeah. Rowdy Rowdy would love to be at your birthday party. WrestleMania is also a fan of yours as well. Uh this is presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. It's Miller time, as yeah. it always is. Yeah. I love Miller. I know you do. But anyway, that's not the point. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the free gear today, as they all say. Yeah. Uh so we got Jerry Jones talking for the first time in forever. Mm-hmm. And um there's lots of things he talked about. I'll skip some of them and okay. just go with the football ones. <laughs> where Jerry basically said, You're "Learning." <laughs> Jerry basically said, "Yeah, we're taking an offensive lineman, yeah. uh, so get ready for that." But he did add the caveat: unless there's a C.D. Lamb slash Micah Parsons type, which is the way you're supposed to think about the draft. So that's good. But I want to start this show with asking if a certain person qualifies as a C.D. Lamb, Micah Parsons type. <laughs> because it's big on the internet now that yeah. Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton at his pro day, according to Dame Brugler, ran a 4.70 mm-hmm. and a 4.74 in the 40-yard dash, and now it's become a thing where it's like, hey, that guy that was going to go in the top five, eh, not anymore. Maybe it's more top 10, top 15. Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, does he qualify as a Micah Parsons, CeeDee Lamb holy cow, this fell in my lap and I have to take him kind of guy if he's available at 24, Brian. You asked that question knowing what I'm going to say. I know you? what you're going to say, yeah. You know what, though? 4.59 at the combine, right? <clears throat> we did, we ran 4.59 at the combine. Uh, I believe so. I, I've got the sheets. Okay. I've got the sheets. Why are they not in front of Why me? Why aren't they not in front of you? I know, but I, I can look them up real quick. But I want to talk about this real quick about him. And you know what? I... <laughs> This is what I said about him, and I said the rare height for the position, he's built like one of those old-school safeties from back in my day. He did not run at the combine. Okay, he did not run at the combine. Okay. Okay, so, but I said this. I said he was— Take that back. Yeah, 459. Okay, see, so that's where I'm kind of thinking, okay, he ran 47 at his pro day in South Bend. So I'm thinking, why would he run again four five nine? Kind of a crazy thing, unless he felt like that he could have gotten a four five two or something like that. He's probably not going to get in the four four eights or four four fives or something like that. But the thing about it is, like, I I kind of felt like though that when I was watching a player, I was watching really a guy like a downhill player, a guy that's a wrap up tackler in the open field. I know they play him in the slot. You and I got in a discussion about that, about him playing slot. I don't think he could play slot, you know, that kind of stuff. But they did play him there in Notre Dame. I mean, I think there's some things cover wise. And if you do, you're right. If you watch the Cincinnati game, there were a couple of snaps where he got a little off balance in coverage, and he was fortunate that that ball didn't go his way. But I do love his toughness. I do love his versatility. I love the sure tackling ability. And this guy was a captain there at Notre Dame. I mean, so, like, I think his best trait is his ability to tackle. And so, and you said it, and rightfully so, is this J-Ron curse? You know, is this that type of player? And, you know, I kind of felt like that if J-Ron curse, there's two players that we learned about last year. J. Ron Kirst can actually cover, which he never did, and Micah Parsons can rush the passer. Those are two things we learned last year on Dan Quinn's defense. I, I really like this kid, but I see your point about do you already have this player on your roster? And, you know, you got him signed up for two years now. 
But to me, Kyle Hamilton still is a first-round player because of the physicality, the length, and the size. And maybe that's because of my old-school way of looking at these safeties. Yeah, so I um, I admitted on the draft show like two months ago that I just had Kyle Hamilton as a placeholder in the first round mm -hmm. because it wasn't going to matter because the entire world was like, hey, this guy's going in the top ten. And it was yeah. like, okay, cool. So I'll watch enough of him to have a general feel for him so I can talk about him. But he won't matter to the Cowboys. Um, and I just kind of kept saying, I'm sure the whole world is right. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily see the top ten player. Uh, and Cincinnati was the first game that I watched. And I was just like, okay. Like, there's plays where you go, ooh. Yeah. Like, I think one of them is he blitzes off the edge and he jumps and he bats a ball down that's like 11 feet in the air. And you're yeah. just like, oh, okay, that's fun. He should be playing for the Mavericks or something <laughs> yeah, like that. And yeah. he's, got, he's got a giant tackle radius. He yeah. looks like he runs well. Yeah. But I do wonder if he's a duplicate of what's already – like, he's a more – it's weird trying to choose the right words because he's a more explosive athlete than J. Ron Curse mm -hmm. while not being able to outrun J. Ron Curse in a straight line. What's the one thing that we like about J. Ron Curse the most? Um, tackling and Bingo. playing down around the line of scrimmage. Well, the guy missed three tackles last yeah, year. Three total. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I and kinda... so now I do think I think that's a player that like Kyle Hamilton, whatever NFL team he goes to. Yeah. Now, this is one man's opinion. Yeah. I think you have to have a plan because I think if he's playing deep safety, free safety, sure. a deep half, man in the slot, yeah. that he's toast. That's what I think about Kyle Hamilton. Sure. And it could be wrong. But I see a dude that if he's lined up in the slot and it's like, hey, he's going to cover that slot receiver. Like, okay, well, get the uh, extra point block team ready because mm. the slot fades going well, for six. Yeah. But but he can run around, chase the ball, blitz, tackle. Yeah. There's a lot of good things. I just wonder if now we're going to see enough teams that are going to be like, oh, well, you know, which you, is weird because he ran what, faster you, at the combine. No your, one runs faster at the combine. You know what? No your, one. I know, but you know what your answer is going to be. My answer is like no, no. I'll, Dax I'll Hill, tell you, no, Michigan no. safety Dax Hill. Huh. I'm more comfortable with Dax Hill than I am with Kyle Hamilton. I'll say this, okay, what did the league tell you about J. Ron Curse this year in, in free agency? That they still weren't interested in him. Yeah. He got $5 million a year. It's funny then that everybody seems to be interested in Kyle Hamilton, but they weren't interested in J. Ron Curse, if you think they're the same guy. Yeah, and they weren't the same guy in college, and this is no, the first because time we, Curse we, has been a good no, NFL we, no, player. No, we, we absolutely were. We, we thought that the J. Ron Curse I thought he didn't care, couldn't play. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, you never, I mean, maybe playing special teams for a half decade makes you hey, an I, effort guy. <laughs> Dan Quinn is coming here, and at least, you know, you have to give Dan Quinn and George Edwards and those guys on the defensive staff a lot of credit because they've figured out how they've, they've figured out how to take certain players, and maybe you don't see the blitz ability, maybe you don't see the cover ability, maybe you don't see a lot of things, and then all of a sudden they're doing them, and you're like, damn, when did <laughs> Parsons? Huh. Parsons did that? Okay. Because I, I do I do believe in my heart that if Parsons was just off-ball linebacker, we'd be saying he's a good player. Yeah. yeah but with 13, 13 sacks or so, you're kind of going, okay, this guy's a great player. This is defensive rookie of the year. This is maybe the defensive MVP. You know, these are the kinds of things that in scouting that you, you know, I, personally, I mean, Hamilton, if you really, really, really like Hamilton – if you really like him, you're going to say that four five nine is good enough for you at at the at the combine. That's what you're going to say. But if you want to if you want to poke holes in him and put Dax, there's questions about Dax Hill too, as a player. Maybe not maybe not as many as you know with the speed and stuff. But there's questions about him as a player. What are they? Would you like me to read my questions about Dax? Yeah, because I like he's. Um... I guess technically I have questions about Dax Hill. Like, I think lined up in the slot, he plays on his heels too often and ends up chasing. But, like, when you're talking about, am I comfortable with him in the slot? Sure. Yeah. Am I comfortable with him deep? Sure. Yeah. Down? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk myself into Kyle Hamilton not being my top safety is what I'm going to do. 
Well, it, okay, let me. Well, ask now you. I'm going to go watch more games. Well, I thought no, I didn't no. have to. No, no, that's I thought what, I just needed a thumbnail and I'd be good because he was going to go in the top ten, and I'd go, yeah, if, big safety run tackle. Yeah, if there's going to be, I mean, it, this is really starting to turn into weird because we're getting close to the end, and then you, you know, like I, I'll give you an example: the kid Weidermeyer from Texas A&M. Yeah, you can watch him play, and you're like going. Well, hell, he's you know he's drafted fourth round yeah, third, guy, yeah, third maybe. fourth round guy, right? You know, you're looking at him, and then all of a sudden he runs five flat, and you're going, oh god, he's undraftable. I think the things about Weidemeyer, people are going, and Dallas is going to bring Weidemeyer in. I think the uh, Weidemeyer's coming in because they want to know like, why do you not care? Why? Why do you? Why is? Did you why, cut a foot off before yeah, you were in that? Well, 40? no. Why is five flat good enough for you? Why is a twenty-five inch vertical good enough for you? You know, there's questions you now need to ask. Because in his case, like, uh, honestly, I wouldn't draft him. See, and, and like, but, I was, I was, I was the, scout the raised by you where it's like, look, I do. I'm yeah. a film person and yeah. I trust the tape. Yeah, but he's but I plays. Draw, I have to draw lines somewhere. And if you're not see, close to an NFL athlete, see, that's what I'm, I'm not drafting. That's you. what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's guys that aren't NFL athletes that I've been burned so many times by the, I've been burned so many times by the weak offensive tackle. Yeah. That I, you know, and matter of fact, I mean, I watched a kid this morning. Uh, I watched the kid from uh, from Wake Forest. Is that it Tom? Yeah, comes? yeah, uh, Zach Tom. And I watched Zach Tom, and I'm I'm going <laughs> kind of thin and not strong. Exactly. Kind of good. No, no, Zach Tom is one of these guys. He's good. And you know what I compared him to? I said he's got some Terrence steel traits to him. <laughs> and you're like, and then you're, but when you say that to somebody, they're going, "What? This guy? Well, Terrence Steele was undraftable. This." But you know this this Zach Tom, he's not strong. He's not big. He's not physical. He st- gets in the way. But I've been burned so many times by the underside. David Bakhtiari, I throw that name out there a bunch. That of guys that uh, my guy from uh, Colton Miller from uh, mm-hmm. from uh, the the Raiders. Who's the other guy? Solder is that yeah, Nate, Nate Solder. Solder. Nate Solder's kind of gone south a lot, but he well, played, he had a long career. He had a long career, but he's played in Super Bowls and done well and all that. But there's a history of these guys that aren't strong, aren't great athletes. Then all of a sudden, you look like a real jackass when you're like going, "Well, man, that guy, I, I, I would never take him." And I'm not saying you. I'm just saying media scout in general. When we get on that train, know the end in route in week 11 or week 12, Smith's could go, "Man, Colton Miller looked pretty good blocking old, uh, you know." Uh, Blocking, yeah. you know, whoever you want to throw out there. So let's take the A and M tight end because that's another thing about the Cowboys is looking at their thirty visit list and looking at yeah. other names they've okay. been tied to. There's a lot of tight ends on in here. Okay, this is another thing you need to think about real quick. If I could, the thing with the thirty visits, somebody was telling me like, oh, really? Don't pay attention to the thirty visit things. Yeah, my butt. And then I countered with. Well, then stop drafting damn players <laughs> off of 30 visit things. And In then, multiple and, different rounds. Yeah. You know, don't you know, Because this is Jerry Stevens' way of seeing the players. Right. This is the way of putting them. And, you know, well, you know, this is Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy now not going to owners' meetings because he's going out scouting. But this Mike McCarthy can go see players now. So, to me, 30 visits, don't tell me it's not important for the Cowboys. Because and it even, is. It okay, is. and even – I agree with you, obviously, because yeah. they just keep picking guys from sure the 30-visit list. And yeah. everybody does. There's yeah. a reason. It's yeah. because you're interested in either the player or the position group where you're going to be picking, right? Right. We know that two of the guys that they're visiting are receivers that are going to go around number 24, yeah. somewhere around there. Sure. You're interested in a receiver in the first round. Yeah. They're visiting offensive linemen who are going to go around 24. Sure. You're interested in receiver and or offensive line at 24. Right. Done. I know already that there are at least two tight ends on your 30-visit list, and I ain't heard a peep about a Dalton Schultz long-term deal. No. So I know that you're interested in picking a tight end. Yeah. Probably somewhere well, in the third or fourth round. Jerry admitted it yesterday. Jerry admitted it that, you know, he was looking for a tight end. I mean, he, you know, there, I don't see any attention at all of signing Dalton Schultz. This is, this is one of those things like you can't lose Dalton Schultz, you can't lose Amari Cooper all in one cycle. You have to at least have somebody there. You know, spread this out a little well, bit. Well, and you've got an injury too. You know, I mean, Jerry's talking about when when uh, when Gallup is coming back. Oh, I'm hopeful for that opening day. Oh, okay, 
So you, you better tell. get ready for a receiver and a tight end getting picked pretty early, Cowboy fan. I, I, you because know. right now your receiving core in week one would be CeeDee Lamb, James Washington, and Noah Brown. That's it. And I don't think you're taking the field that way. Nope. I don't believe that. Not for a minute. Nope. Now, back to Weidermeyer. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M tight end. Maybe some of the world would have said third-round guy. Oh, Maybe sure. Maybe some would have said fourth. Yeah. Maybe some would have said fifth. Yeah. 25-inch vertical, five-second, 40-yard dash. Sure. As a trust-the-tape crusty, did you move him at all? Where did you have him on tape, and do you still have him there? Third round. And you're leaving him there. I haven't moved him. <laughs> you, won't even, you wouldn't even pop somebody above him no. in the same round? No. You're just saying, nope, he stays right there? No, I kind of feel like to me, though, that, that unless somebody tells me something that when they visited with him, that he's a terrible human being, <laughs> that he really doesn't care. I've been burned by that too because sure. you and I, you and I, and, and when we've done this now together for eight years, we only watch the tape. I'll we, never know if a guy. Cares I will or never. Not, I will unless never. Unless it's on tape. I will never know. Paxton Lynch. I cheerleaded for Paxton Lynch. The Cowboys thought enough of Paxton Lynch, they would have been dead ass wrong about that. You should have figured that out at the combine. He That's looks like Scooby Doo up there. He did. He, or Shaggy. 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 He was Shaggy. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> Gonna get picked by the Broncos, but but see that's that's where that's where you know all of a sudden you start to learn about you know guys that are last in first out. Yeah, you know that's why I think that the thirty visit for Weidemeyer is important because obviously they're hunting tight ends. Yeah, whether it's Otten at Washington, you know McBride from Colorado, they're hunting a tight end. Weidemeyer, they're bringing him in to ask him that question. Are you allowed to make them exercise at the thirty visit? Like, could you just throw him a pair nah, of shorts and some sneakers and be like, you're going to nah. run under five seconds and you're going to jump higher than 25 inches nah. and you're going to do it now. You're going to feed him. You're going to feed him and he's probably going to get slower and all that. <laughs> you know? But no, the questions need to be asked. You know, there's a couple, there could be a couple of sliders in this thing. Stingley, we talked about him, the corner from LSU. Yeah. Now, okay, that guy comes sliding down to 24. I'm handing that card in too. And I'm not doing it just because of the LSU, but I think the, I think the position's important. Okay, well, then I want to play a game with you. We're at 24. Mm-hmm. All of these guys can't be available, no, but just not. for fun. Yeah. Stingley slid down to 24. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton slid down to 24. And one of the guys you were kind of planning on picking, let's say Kenyon Green, Texas A&M offensive lineman, is at 24. See, okay. What you doing? For me personally, Stingley. The, w- the, way they would, the way they would sit on my board would be Stingley, Hamilton, Green. That's how they would sit on my board. And my stack would reflect that. Now, for the Dallas Cowboys, you're dying for a guard right now. And Jerry Jones even told you he's dying for an offensive lineman. You know, you know it's funny, Jeff. He also he, told you if Parsons or Lamb is there. Yeah, but he's, you know, he also told you he would draft a tackle. He told you that, too. Now, I don't know if this was just Jerry Jones, Ramblin' Rhett guy, but, I mean, this was – he kind of gave you some hints on that. So, I mean, okay. Okay. a tackle. For, okay, first of all, so you take Stingley. I'd take Stingley. You would. You would say, my stack, this is my best player. He my plays stack, a premium position. Yeah, We're my, stack, my stack would reflect Stingley, Hamilton, Green. That would be my stack. Can you draw a scenario where tackle is offensive tackle is the pick? Because the only way I can draw it, because I'm fairly certain, and we do do this every year, and sometimes we end up being way wrong and somebody's there you don't expect. But I think that Evan Neal, Icky Iquanu, that's Alabama and NC State, mm-hmm. Charles Cross, mm-hmm. Trevor Penning, see, I think all of them are gone in the top 20. See, that's the thing about it is. So if they pick a tackle, in my mind, I they'll would, be reaching. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. I wouldn't no. pick Raymond. Right. I wouldn't pick him. I, I would have – I would choose I would choose Green, Hamilton, any, I would choose anybody over – Raymond would, in that, in that scenario, would be my fourth guy. Now, they might like him a lot better than you and I do. Yeah, but for I, sure. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't have him. I mean, he's my fifth tackle, but I don't have him as I. If there were others on the board in my stack, I kind of think I would go that route. They love them some position flex, and I wonder if that gives Kenyon Green an advantage. Like if the, oh, sure. if the team thinks he can play sure. tackle, sure. Like hey, he'll be our left sure. guard, and sure. he's the heir apparent to sure. Tyron Smith. Yeah, then which I think was would probably. Be, I think he's a better guard myself. Me too. I just I wonder if yeah. there's teams out there that think that a guy can because I think Trevor Penning at Northern Iowa I think he's a tackle yeah I think he could play guard see Flozell Adams played guard at that at that size you know six seven 
Yeah. I mean, I mean that was that was. Penning already runs hunched over like he's yeah. blocking inside zone when yeah. he's just going to get a snack. Yeah. He's getting down. He's getting no down question. there. He's a really good player. Nasty guy too. God, he's a nasty player. All mm. right, it is the draft show presented by Miller Lite. Jeff Kavanaugh and Brian brought us today, and coming up next, it'll be time for Twitter on the twenties right here on the draft show. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes Taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let Taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. All right, it is the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. And, man, nothing makes me happier than telling you about Liberty Tax. Did you go? I'm running out of time. I need to go to libertytax.com <laughs> slash cowboys and right. schedule my appointment today because your boy has not done his taxes. And I'm going to owe money. So I don't know what that means. Like, do they come to the house? I'm not going to find out because I'm going to go to Liberty Tax. And I'm going to get that all taken care of. Liberty Tax would probably tell you if you need to leave the country anytime soon. I don't know if that's the sort of advice they'd offer. I think they'd yeah. more so be like, hey, sit down, let's do your taxes. Yeah, not necessarily <laughs> life advice. Jeff, look, I, Jeff, this one's not looking good. You need, uh, you need to think about leaving, Jeff. Just, what's your bank account look like? <laughs> You're in trouble. Yeah, not, Payment plan or run? Run. Make exactly. your choice. Yeah. Uh, okay, and now it is time for this. Twitter? Twitter on the 20. 20. I like my guy at TyWag1 who says, any Boise State prospects worth drafting? And I don't know if that's because this guy went to Boise yeah, or if he just knows that the Cowboys used to have a huge affinity for <laughs> Boise State. Khalil Shakir, yeah. wide receiver. Absolutely. They've got a guy that's top of my head. i got to be missing one. Boise's usually got more than one NFL prospect. I know the one that I've looked at here so far has been Shakir. I, I'll tell you what, man, that, that's a super, super fun player to study there. And, you know, it, it's funny, these these programs have, have a little bit of a run of developing receivers. But this guy, when you watch him play at six foot, 197 pounds, I think he's the perfect height and weight for a wide receiver because he's impressive with the run after the catch stuff. You know, we talk about these these guys that have the ability to just blow up secondaries with you know with the physicality with which they play, and I kind of feel like Shakur is that kind of guy because he's got a, he's almost got like a running back type of build to him. But, man, he will catch it, and he will do it at all levels. And some of his best work, and it's always been this way for some of these Boise guys in their offense, is the ability to go across the field, the dragging, the deep, the crossing routes and stuff like that. But, man, this this guy, I, I love his toughness. I love his ability to get separation. 
And I love his ability to go get the football. And I, in my last line of this, of my notes, I said, this guy has a great chance to play for a long time just because of his makeup and the way he goes after that football. Khalil Shakir, Boise State wide receiver, who I have as a third-round guy, yeah, um, probably makes more what-in-the-hell-just-happened catches yeah. than anyone in this class. Yeah. At, he has more one-handed. Oh no, the circus but, catch, but not yeah. stick yeah. to one hand. It bounces around yes, a little bit. It's yeah, always yeah. like kind of got it, tip it a little bit, snag it, oh. and like there's like eight of them in this year's tape where it's like he'll lay on his back and catch balls all day. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of gallopish. It is. Gallop great. does that where it's like, oh, that yeah. wasn't yeah. the cleanest catch ever, but yeah. he did it. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Next, we've got some superlatives from at. I'm not reading your username. Uh, biggest hitters in this draft and two best route runners in this draft. So just pull up your board and big hitters. When you say big hitters, actually the first guy that jumps to my mind isn't the guy who like breaks people the most, but yeah. just the way that he wants to hit is Lewis Seen, the Georgia safety. Seen will knock you unconscious. <laughs> He's he'll knock himself unconscious. Well, he'll he, he, if you if you go back in those two years ago in the Florida Georgia game, the cocktail party, he, he lights up Kyle Pitts. I remember I remember like watching Pitts in that game, and I'm like, oh, that's a good route. Good. Ca-. Oh gosh, he just got murdered. He has no regard for his own health. Or those of the people he's playing against. No, he really, really doesn't. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, our linebacker from Wisconsin's a big hitter, Chanel. Yeah, I think six two two sixty. Yeah, I think he. I think he's a guy that's not afraid to to lay the wood to you there. Uh, I was I was trying to look and think of some of these other like these defensive linemen I've seen and stuff like that. They were kind of Wyatt is a, a Wyatt is kind of a sneaky up the field when he gets you in the backfield, slam you on the ground guy. I watched a kid named Pascal from uh, from Kentucky. Kentucky. He's another one of those shoot the gap, get up the field. Next, you know, he's slamming your your running back on the ground guy. Uh, but yeah, as far as those big those big hitters, well, what Harris, about the offensive linemen, Icky uh, Iquanu uh, and Trevor Iquan- Penning? Penning, yeah, <laughs> th- those two guys. When you start talking about blockers, they want and, to break you. Yeah, they want to break you in half, and you know the route runners and stuff like that. I mean, you've you've talked a bunch about Sky Moore and his ability to get open. Oh, what a great pick by you. Yeah, I, you Sky know Moore. the Alabama kids all run really routes really well. Menchie runs. Menchie's a good route runner. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like though too. Ohio State guys are both good Ohio route runners. State runners are both good I mean I think you in this day and age you have to be able if you're going to have success in in the in the passing game you have to have guys that are good route runners and I, I think this draft has several of those types of guys Robert Robert O'Shawn wants to know based on the talent gap between the positions first round offensive line and mm-hmm. then second round wide receiver mm-hmm. or first round wide receiver and then second round O line. I would go wide receiver over the O line. Wait, honest. first round? Well, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get Cross or Iquanwu or Neil. Oh, I was thinking 24. Because yeah, like at 24, yeah. I, I have feel a like chance. I've... I have a chance to get Burks. I think I have a chance yeah. to get Olave. And I would rather, you know, but I, but see, like, but I if said, you do, which offensive lineman are you taking in the second? Well, I have Penny. I, you know, I haven't moved Penny. I mean, to me, it's Cross, Iquanwu, Neal in my first, and then Penny in in the start of the second. So, to me, I have I have feel like that it, the wide receiver board will stretch a little further for me than the offensive tackle board. I don't. So have, you want to go O line wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, in I, theory. Well, yeah. The problem is though, I don't have a first round guard. I don't, and that's what scares me. The first round inside player that I would take, the first round inside player, would be Lindebaum. That's who I would take. See, I'd love for the Cowboys to find a way, somehow draft the center if you want to do that, and then figure out what's going on at guard, whether making a trade there, maybe a signing, something like that. Maybe you give uh, McGovern another chance. I, I don't think they will. You know, I mean, the scouts would be happy if he got another chance, but. I'm not I, – I think there's when, – when you start to – it's funny because you were talking about questions about Hamilton and uh, – I have questions about Green and Zion Johnson and Ingram and all those guys. I have, I have questions – I have le- uh, not as many questions about Linderbaum. So, to me, if you said, oh, you have to pick an inside guy and, and it have to be plug and play and let's go and no questions, I'm drafting that center from Iowa. I guess we got to see how this thing falls – 
But my gut is, if you told me you want an offensive lineman and a wide receiver, my preference would be I want to get one of Linderbaum, Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green. Yeah. And in the second round, I'll still have a good receiver. Okay. Whereas in the second round, offensive line, I won't feel as good. And Pickens, my problem at wide receiver now, let me tell you a secret. My problem at wide receiver now is the two that I would really love in the second round. My gut is just like, they're too good. Yeah. George Pickens ain't going to 56. No. Sky Moore ain't going to 56. No. And so now maybe I'm thinking more it's John Mechie yeah. at 56, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's just not George Pickens yeah. or Sky Moore. See, that's the thing to me. I think that you can get. I mean, the, the player that I would be the most excited You're about. You're Ned Ingram in the second, guys, what you want to do. Well, I've got Green, Ingram, and Zion Johnson. Right. I've got them all right there. And, and that's what I'm saying. I don't feel totally comfortable with all three of those guys. I mean, if I felt really, really great about them, well, those guys would be a first-round guy. But they're not. So, I mean, the only, only interior offensive lineman I have in the first round is Linderbaum. Which wide receiver, if they took one at 24? Would you hope is available? Burks or Olave. Okay. And very okay. different, too. Like, well, they're very different. Sure. Either one, I mean, I think I'd be fine with because I don't, you know, okay, but let me ask you this. I have, I have Jamison Williams as a first round player. But I mean, maybe Jamison Williams, do you think he's here at 24 because of the injury? I think there we're playing a math game because I'd have to think about it like how many wide receivers do you think go in the first 23 the first and I think it could be something like three or four yeah every maybe four go yeah it was like somebody told me was it Daniel Jeremiah that did his top 50 and like eight of those guys were wide receivers or something like that see I actually happen to have that tab open which I shouldn't because NFL.com is evil and has autoplay videos all the time sometimes it'll blare stuff you don't really don't want to want to be watching so make well, sure well they don't have content like that brian no no but they blare music and it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> yeah. or they'll say you know yes you should buy this car you know that kind of thing so. all right so in his top 50 just for fun here yeah wide receivers he has garrett wilson ohio state number five okay that's one so we'll say he goes in the top 23 okay drake london at usc number eight that's two so we'll say he goes Chris Olave, number 16. Three. We say he goes. Jamison Williams, number 17. That's four. Traylon Burks, number 21. That's five. Jahan Dotson, number 25. Okay, so, so it's slightly after. So it's so basically as five. Well, so there's a chance five receivers yeah, are gone. There you go. Which, again, draws up for me. If you are a George Pickens, he take, Sky Moore fan, he, he killed my board. Get ready to pick him. He killed my board. Get ready to pick him. Williams gone. Wilson's gone. Burks is gone. Olave's gone. London's gone. Okay, get ready. Yeah, Pickens, Mitchie, Sky Moore, go. That's I mean, and we and I know what you would do. You get at twenty four. I mean, you know what? I've got them? A, I've got him in the second round. You're not wrong about the player. You're not wrong. I mean, you, when you, you know, you talked about going to have to study Hamilton some more. Yeah. You go study Sky Moore. There's a, there's a lot of uh, in gets guy, open, catches the ball, hell to tackle. This guy's not five eight. No. It's not a five eight player. No. This guy's he ain't been, 160. Yeah, exactly. It's five ten, one ninety five. Yeah. Of come get some. There you go. And then you know me, I'm like my six foot one ninety seven guy. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're yeah. right on it. Yeah. So wide receiver will be interesting. I feel like we're gonna have to watch like forty wide receivers. Yeah. Because maybe six or seven go in the first round, and the guys who you're thinking about in the second and third start bang, bang, bang. Jeffrey, I feel more comfortable about wide receivers than I do interior offensive linemen, with the exception of Lindenbaum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that top group is so – I think I said this last week. I – if you told me – not your life depends on it, because that seems really yeah, weird not. and scary. That and gun to your head, I never liked that yeah, one Yeah, not that either. Yeah. But like pinky toe bet. Yeah. Like your reward, mm-hmm. if you choose to accept this wager. Sure. And the wager is, if you get it wrong, <laughs> you, lose, you lose a pinky toe. Yeah. But if you get it right, you get a sum of money. Yeah. Do you want to make this wager, name the best receiver in this draft class five years from now, and I'll give you... How many guesses would you need to make that wager? Because I need seven. Yeah. I think there's seven guys who could end up being the best receiver in this class. Yeah. 
And maybe I'm going to miss even with that because yeah. I'm going to leave out Alec Pierce. I'm going to leave out Jalen Tolbert at yeah. South Alabama. I'm going to sure. leave out Jahan Dotson at Penn State. Sure. Watson is a good player. I got seven receivers in this class that I really, really, really like, yeah. and that is Garrett Wilson, Sky Moore, Traylon Burks, Drake London, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, George Pickens. Mm-hmm. Pickens is my sneaky one. Yeah. Why he isn't talked about with the other guys? There's a couple. I don't know. There's a couple of players in this draft that I don't think anybody's really talking about very much, and I think Pickens is the one that. And whichever one goes to Rogers, and whichever one goes to yeah, Holmes, yeah. you're gonna wish you talked. You about can him. wish you talked about, and you know, and, and, and Chris Olave makes hey, his 103rd catch Kansas, of the year with Rogers. Kansas City is Kansas City's taking a Georgia wide receiver before, then they take Hartman, McCole Hart, Hartman. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's my favorite thing of this draft that's not Cowboy related is which of these guys is going to Green Bay and which of these guys oh, is yeah. going to Kansas City. And whoever Because that, they're going yeah. bonkers. Trust me, I lived five years of my life in Green Bay. That guy throwing you the ball, you'll be in the Hall of Fame before you know it. Put yeah. Sky Moore in the slot with Pat Mahomes yeah. and get ready for, for 120 catches. No kidding. No kidding. Put one of these outside guys yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Give me a route runner with Rodgers. Give yeah. me – it'd need to be a Lave yeah. or Sky. Uh, give me Jamison Williams with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. You want to throw the ball real far? Jeez. <laughs> Get ready because this stuff is going to happen. Yep. Uh, Travis wanted to know who is the Micah Parsons of this year's draft? Someone who you could draft and everyone's like, okay, I guess that works. Then he shows us something we didn't see on tape and is way better than expected. Such a hard question. So you just have to stare at the board and wait for something to come to you. Like, which guy do you watch? And you're like, yeah, I'd be okay with that pick. And then maybe it turns out that he's a freaking stud. Jermaine Johnson's that guy for me. Florida State Edge. Yeah, I think he's a good player, and I don't. And I think people are giving him credit, but they're talking about Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Walker. Jane was on Walker from Georgia for a long time, Carloptis. But Jermaine Johnson, to me, when you watch him play, there there's some people that probably are like, man, he's okay. He, he's okay. Wait, Georgia transfer, right? You know, oh, Florida State, not very good team. Oh, he's okay. And then he gets in the league and just tears this thing up with some of his pass rush ability. I'm trying to think about Moffie, guys. Moffey's that... another guy from Minnesota. Gosh, man, the pass rush group has like five. Of I know them. that that's... because like you get out of the first round and yeah. tell me if you have a strong preference on yeah. these guys. Uh, Ebicady at Penn State. Yeah. Mafe at Minnesota. Second round. I have uh, Ebicady at. Uh, I have him in the third. I just. Okay. I, I can't figure him out. Well, they're all. I think that's what this him. edge class is when you get outside yeah. of the guys who you're like, okay, yeah. I get it. Can play the run, yeah. can rush the passer, yeah. productive at a big school. Like you've got your five or six guy group. Then you come down to the next one and you're like, man, I'm really kind of picking on I'll potential you, here. I'll give you another one. Fortner for the, the center from Kentucky. I think that he's going to be a really, really good pro. And I know people are probably not talking. Everybody's talking about Parham and, you know, and, 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 and Linderbaum and guys like that. I, I think that Kentucky center's got a chance to be really, really good. I think if you're going to throw out a random offensive lineman, uh, I could throw out, I think, Jamari Sawyer, the Lucas. Georgia left tackle, could be yeah. a really good NFL guard. And Lucas, the Washington, Washington State, State yeah. offensive tackle, I yeah. have as a second round guy. Yeah, there you go. That dude's a four year starter that has yeah. had, he has like three thousand college pass pro reps. Nope, nope, yeah. And no. boy, it's clean. They don't they don't really run block no. at Washington State. Two, two point stance and just yeah, <laughs> just, pass block all day. Yeah. And when we're running the ball, just come out of your pass block stance yep. and try your best and see if you could, can push a guy. I mean, I mean, people are talking about could uh, Muma be a guy that I, Chad Muma could be a stud. That people are Small like. Small school guy. Yeah. But unlike a lot of linebackers in yeah. this class, like I think he's maybe as good moving backward as he is forward. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm looking for in linebackers. Yeah. I'm not necessarily looking for just run forward and thump. Yeah. But what do you do in coverage? How comfortable are yeah. you with it? What's your. How agile are you? How, like. And Chad Muma, the only thing that stops me from having him as like a top. 40 player uh-huh. is where he played. Yeah. I haven't seen don't, don't you. Let, don't let that, don't, that quarterback that you didn't like very much is went to school there too. 
Yeah, now, if he played quarterback, I would put him higher. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but, like, a linebacker well, at yeah. that level of competition. I know. I, but he I'm, does everything. I'm just totally busting. He does everything. Let me tell you, I'll give you a guy that it, it's hard to find tape on him. Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State is a cornerback that's 6'4", 195 pounds. And it's one of those things I always ask myself this question. Why is Joshua Williams at 6'4", 195 playing at Fayetteville State? You know, six four corners are weird, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Weird people trip me out in the NFL. It's weird, and you know what? I, I mean, this guy. Tall he, people. Yeah, he's tall, and he but he moves exceptionally well. And I was lucky to somehow, some way, hook and crook some some <laughs> like a game. Yeah, on. you're working a side hustle somewhere. I'm getting, trying. Getting extra tape. I'm trying. I mean, yeah. I'm trying, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. it doesn't always work. Trust me on this. But I, I did. Someone told me about him. And so this guy, just keep an eye. Joshua Williams, 6'4", 195 from Fayetteville State. He was in the Senior Bowl, too. You can go back and watch him in the Senior Bowl drills and stuff like that. Ooh, but that I do have access yeah, to. Yeah, there you go. That, that'd be the best, that would be the best thing I would recommend, Jeff, that you do. Go take a look at that. In the vein of Muma, mm-hmm. I got to throw out Cole Strange. My man. only knock on Cole Strange man. is he's blocking me and you. I know. It's my only knock. The, the, but you're watching him run block and I, finish and pass pro looks easy. It's just he's at Chattanooga. I know. And so it's like I don't have a reference point. He was competitive at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Are you going to put a ton of stock into that or just say, hey, good job? Like if the Cowboys drafted Cole Strange in the third round to come compete at left guard, I'd be fine with that. It's just Chattanooga tape. He's blocking me all the time. Uh, you know, and what? he's kicking my butt. Yeah, <laughs> he's kicking know, my butt. You know, you can, you can't. They did play Kentucky, so you can kind of, you can. Yeah, and fun. he held his own at Kentucky. Yeah, you know, the thing about him is, again, here's one of my references. I said, kind of a throwback, old school player, and he doesn't wear any gloves or pads on his hands. He just kind of is barehanded there, the way and he plays. No defensive lineman at Kentucky yeah. looked like a better player than Cole Strange. Yeah. The thing about it is, man, I mean, this this guy looks like a really good foot athlete on tape because you'd never see him on the ground. He was only on the ground when he was on top of his guy. And, that, and there was a lot of times, like, East Tennessee State, you know, he was pinning his guy pretty well right there. But this guy does a super job of finishing those blocks. The, the movement skills not as clean as it always when he's pulling and stuff or redirecting. And, and I thought there was a little struggle there when he had to turn and adjust. But, man, once he gets his guy going, he could just play through it. And I thought he had a good pass set and balance and body control in some of those things when you're talking about pass blocking. But the pulling stuff looked a little clunky. Or, or the, the, excuse me, the run blocking when getting in space looked a little clunky for him. So, uh, you know, I mean, let's see. But the Senior Bowl is another one of those great things you go back and watch and play against better competition. One more segment to go on today's edition of the Draft Show here on Cowboys.com. And when we come back, we'll have a segment I call Twitter on the 40s here <laughs> on the Draft Show. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, 
You may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the Draft Show. Your favorite WWE superstars returned to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday. Rosslyn. April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd. Two-day pay-per-view. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Is this one that Stone Cold's at? Yeah. Beam, do you know? Is this Stone Cold? He's on Saturday. All right, Stone Cold's back. He's wrestling. Slamming some Miller lights. Is that what we do? I think so. He's wrestling against some guy that his bit was talking crap about Texas to get Stone Cold out of retirement. Some guy named Owen, right? I believe you. Randy Owen or Kevin. Kevin Owen. I think it's Kevin. Okay. And that is your WWE (laughs) talk for the day. (laughs) I just pulled that one out of my rear. Which prospect would make the best WWE character? Probably, probably our Trevor pe- Penning. Penning. <laughs> I'll tell you he what, maybe slam people. Maybe, maybe like uh, Jordan. Maybe Jordan Davis would be a good one. Georgia defensive tackle. Yeah, I'm trying to think oh, if there's yeah. anybody that could do the get up on the turnbuckle stuff and like start the, diving yeah, down we're, we're, on people. Do the people's help? No, people's help was done from the ground. Yeah, Macho Man did the other one. Yeah, Trent McDuffie with his little <laughs> arms and kind of not a big guy, just <laughs> kind of doing gymnastics out there. He would be yeah, like uh, Jimmy Snuka off the top rope. Your guy Marcus Jones at Houston. Marcus Jones would be a good little one. athletic guy. Yeah, kind of do that. Yeah, the Cowboys are in Tuscaloosa tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Will McClay, uh, the head ball coach, is going, and Dan Quinn are all going to Alabama tomorrow. Is Mike McCarthy um, like the sometimes defender of Mike McCarthy? Because a lot of people just don't like Mike McCarthy, but I'm the sometimes defender. But but, but let me ask you this real quick. On Twitter today, you said something really really interesting that Uh that we – why are we – why are we going after the Cowboys so much in the front office when they do a good job of evaluating players and putting players on this roster? I don't know. I think people just want to win Super Bowls. Sure. And so if you make the playoffs and then you lose, and you make the playoffs and then you lose. At least you're making the playoffs. Over a period of decades. I think that right now the Cowboys have reached a point where a fan base has reached a frustration point that you can't win a freaking playoff game. Yeah. But I'm the weirdo that's like, if you gave me the Marvin Lewis Bengals and you were like, hey – 20 straight years of not doing anything. I'm going to get you in the mix yeah. every year. Yeah. Like, I feel like they made the playoffs every year. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you've done your job. Let's go win a freaking playoff game. Sure. And you did. And so people are like, this front office, this, this front office, that. And it's like, well, you're disappointed because you think this front office built a team that should have won even more than the mm-hmm. 12 games it won. Mm-hmm. So you probably shouldn't hate this front office that much. Yeah. You think they built a really good team. And they tend to do that unless their quarterback dies. Not dies, but gets yeah, hurt. Gets hurt. Like That's kind of yeah. what they do. Uh, so, yeah, that's my off-season thing about the Cowboys, is I understand that sports fans are passionate, that the Cowboys haven't won enough postseason games in forever. Mm-hmm. And so people are going to be frustrated. But I think there's a balance there where you realize you're competitive. Mm-hmm. What you really want is your players to play better in the one playoff game that they played in last year. Sure. That's what you want. Right. And so I'm not going to take that and then project it onto, they're all idiots. Nobody yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be so mad that yeah. you lost a playoff game. You True. thought you should have won that playoff game. True. Because you had a good enough team. Yeah. I just it, It's funny because, like I say, when – you know, when you and I were doing radio together and stuff like that, it was always like, you know, they're just. They're, I think the fans are even lining up more now. I think they. I think. Oh, they, yeah. They're, oh yeah. They're really the frustration level is high, but you know, but that's. What I'll be your sunshine. They call me Positive Jeff. Positive. It's always been my nickname. You know, and also too, something came out of that. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy meeting with the media this morning too. He talked about that Will McClay mentioned, and I've, I've said this before in the, the times you and I've worked together on the draft. Traditionally had like 150 to 160 draftable names, and we put way too many guys on our boards. No, that, and and that, now that I'm now that we, uh, I'm doing it where I, how I want to do it is what I'm doing. 
I'm not. No, I think it's like teams. Like I am not. We would put, watch every player we could. Know, it's like, oh, he's not very good. Throw him in the sevens. Yeah, he's not very no, good. No, really, I, what no, you need to do is say, put him off make a side. note that you watched him. Put him off the he's side. He's not on he, there. He's not on my board. And that's exactly right. So you get you get the 150, the 160 names. Will Mc, Mike McCarthy said today they're looking at 220, and I think a lot of it has to do because of COVID football. And what is it usually you said? 150, 150 to 160. 160. Yeah, but COVID football. We've got you know like the university. Oh, we got a lot of six-year guys. Six-year guys. guys. That's what that was the one thing that scouts were telling me when they were going on the road that they were worried about that all of a sudden they're they, they had they're going to have to look at about 150 more players than they've had before because of all the guys taking that extra sixth year you gotta figure out where to put this 26 year old yeah like that offensive well, tackle oh yeah the, he's good he's yeah. 26 offensive tackle from minnesota he's blocking kids yeah but that's but that's it's funny that to, you know now they're working on a board uh, this year it's going to be probably 220 names. I'm not having 220 names on my board. I'm sorry, that's not. I'm not either. I'll get to about 130, 140, and yeah. I'm going to move on with my day. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of talent. Shocking, I know, in Tuscaloosa to work through. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what comes out of there. Where it's like, here's Dan Quinn working well, with, here's yeah. Mike McCarthy watching Jamison Williams. Yeah. Well, I guess he may not do anything. No, probably not. Him and Menchie both are kind of struggling a little bit with the injuries and things yeah. like that. I think that to me, this is more about uh, Mike going in there and having a feeling about those defensive tackles, you know, uh, having it about the linebacker as well. You know, I think there's a that's a, that's a, a couple of spots that I would look at for sure. You know, going in there, and making sure we had those guys covered up. Justin wanted to know, is Justin Ross in consideration for you on day two or day three? And yeah. that is, I admit, a guy that I am somehow lacking and haven't watched yet at wide receiver. Him. I've got him. I know and, he's a freshman. He was a stud. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, this is a guy that, that actually hurt his neck and, you know, and missed time. I mean, he's 6'4", he's 205 pounds. Um, you know, he's that tall, thin build. He, I don't think he has great time speed, but the initial quickness and get off and stuff is going to be really, really, really good. Um, you know, the, the coaches do try and get him the ball in space and let him go. He can make things happen with the ball in his hands. He's going to find ways to make plays. He can be a hard guy to knock off his feet, even being like that tall, thin build. And I've seen this, these defenders take shots at him, Jeff, and he manages to stay upright. And, you know, the hands to snatch the ball, the body control, the balance, the adjust to get the feet down in tight spaces, go high in order to get it. Uh, he had a reception in the Syracuse game where it was amazing how high he was able to get up to get that ball. So you talk about high point in the football. I think the concentration. But, yeah, you know, there's going to be questions about him because he missed the entire 2020 season with a neck injury. So, you know, he came back and played and Necks aren't fun. Yeah, and the and you know, he 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 you know, the team wasn't up to Clemson standards and the quarterback wasn't up to Clemson standards. But he's been super productive, but that neck is something that that people are definitely going to have to check out. Here's a Twitter handle I can relate to at lost a thought. Yeah. Lost a thought. With Jerry telegraphing the team's supposed draft strategy, do you think another team could jump us for a player like Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green? And this is another one of my uh, positive Jeff here. I'm going to mm -hmm. hit you with some positive Jeff real quick because I see this a lot where it's yeah. like, oh, teams knew you were going to yeah. cut Amari Cooper or you would have got more. Yeah. If Amari Cooper was Tyreek Hill, you would have got a Tyreek Hill haul for Sure. He's not? You didn't. Yeah. Green Bay today, I don't remember if it was head coach or GM, was like, yeah, we honestly, what we really need is a legitimate deep threat that can take the top, the top off. off. Yeah, Every team is going to Matt talk LaFleur. about what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And unless an NFL team is completely incompetent, you already know what other teams want to do. Yeah. They're not. Teams know you need a left guard. Jerry saying it is not going to make somebody go, you know what? Matter of fact, he's right. They need a left guard. Well, let's jump them for the left guard. If they were going to jump you for the left guard, they're already talking about it. Yeah, if you they, want. They, they're not waiting for Jerry Jones to mm -hmm. announce your plans. You want to have some fun? That was your job. Your job was to know what teams were going to do. You want to have some fun? Go back on Google and look at my 1998 uh, talk to the Philadelphia media about that draft. <laughs> you guys know what we need. Exactly. It's not a secret. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> we the know. Truth. That's the truth. That you do know. You do know. These fans, fans aren't stupid. They watch enough games. And that's what pro departments are for. That's what, you know, when I was my job with the Cowboys in 2005, when we were trying to draft Marcus Spears, 
And Your I job t- was to get yelled at by Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells, like, you know, he yelled at me. He goes, you know, I told him, I said, hey, Cincinnati, Minnesota, they're going to take defensive ends. He goes, why in the hell would you say that? And I go, because the owner asked me to say that. It's my job. It's my job. And he goes, and he didn't, you know, and then sure enough, Erasmus James and David Pollock went off the board. Boom, boom. But they didn't take Marcus Spears. Okay, so that was probably just him still being mad that he didn't get Sean Merriman. No, no. That he had to take Marcus Ware. But see, no. It was the same year, right? No, no, yeah. He was happy that we had the, the 20th pick to get Spears. But before us at 18 and 19 were two, you know, were two different, you know, were two defensive ends. And so, you know, like I say, you know, that's your job. Jerry and others don't, it, it's not a secret. It's just not. I mean, teams could look, team needs, you know, yeah. We, you know, I could t- Google this and I could get it from eight different websites oh, wow. and they'll all agree wow. on what the needs are because okay, we yeah. know the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's, let's talk about the Cowboys 17, 18 games this season. Hmm. Left guard seemed to be a problem spot. You can tell that in 18 games. Oh, Amari Cooper's gone. They might be short a wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, and another guy's got a hurt knee. Hmm. Maybe they could use. Wait a minute. They signed their tight end for one year? Oh. And their other one is yeah. probably going to retire? Yeah, exactly. Teams know. It, and they're it, going it, to, like, will teams actively try to jump you for a position they want? Sure. Yeah. Not because of what Jerry said. Well, no, it, because it, they know what you want, and if yeah. they want it too, they know they got to go get it. And you got to be smart to know what teams behind you. That's what I'm saying. You got to know what teams potentially could jump you. You know, you you got to know going in the teams that are aggressive at trading up. New Orleans Saints. You do not want the New Orleans Saints behind you when Sean Payton was there. Sean Payton will come flying all the way up the board. <laughs> John Dorsey back in the day with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Look what they did for Pat Mahomes. Come flying up the board. There's some teams you know are going to come. You got to be alert and you got to know what their needs are. Well, hey, by the way, we're at pick 24. Oh, at pick 30, this team has a need of a, of a guard. We have to be worried about you know can, uh, somebody else coming up the board on us. I would like to thank Jaquaski Tart yeah. of San Francisco for dropping that interception so that the Rams could move on and then go win the Super Bowl. Yeah, because the Rams. I don't give a half a hoot about my first round picks, second sure. round picks, or whatever. Sure. It's like it's permeating now, and I think that frustrates Cowboy fans too because you're sure. watching other teams who are like, "Fine, here's all my ones. Give me Diary Kill. Fine, here, give me Devonte Adams. Here, give me Russell Wilson." Uh, I would like to thank the Rams for winning that Super Bowl because it's making the off season a lot of fun. It is, even if the Cowboys aren't going to play that game, no. which they're not. See, and that and that's what I think is disappointing to Cowboy fans. And I think that honestly, I think if Will McClay ran his own team, I think his attitude wouldn't be to do what the Cowboys are doing right now. I think Will does what the what Stephen Jones wants him to do. And and I'm not saying he's a puppet guy, but I'm saying you know he puts a lot of pressure on Will on this draft. Yeah, he really really does. He leans on these scouts, and rightfully so. These scouts have delivered. A lot of them have, and so it's a lot of pressure. And but I think that if you saw Will McClay, what what's funny about the Cowboys, if there's a team that should be super aggressive and do crazy things, it's the Cowboys because their general manager and, and player personnel guy are not going anywhere. You know, you can make moves if you're not going to get fired. Some of these general managers make moves because they're going to get fired. If you think about what Chris Greer's doing in Miami right now, if it doesn't work out in Miami with all the cap they've used and all the picks and stuff they've used, if that doesn't happen, then you know what's going to happen? Chris Greer gets fired. But it's not Chris Greer's problem anymore. It's some other guy's problem. See, and I think that is one of the things. Jason Light in Tampa. Yeah. Less needed in the ramps. I I think that is a philosophical debate that doesn't have a right or wrong answer. And I know which side the Cowboys are on in this. Mm -hmm. And I think I agree with them where it's like, look, any team in the league could increase their chances of winning the Super Bowl this year by a little bit Mm -hmm. by, Hey, move that money, move that money, move that money, trade that, trade that. Boom. Look at that. We have a little better chance to win the Super Bowl this year. And because the Rams just won one doing it, mm-hmm. I think the whole world is like, that's the right way. Oh. Whereas I think a lot of teams believe if we're in the mix every year, all that matters is you get to the playoffs and then you get lucky sounds like a cop out, but that's part of it. Chikwaski mm-hmm. Tart dropped a pick. Yeah. Rams move on. Yeah. Rams win the Super Bowl. Like you, I am in the camp where it's like, give me the best chance to get there every year yeah. and eventually – It'll work. Sure. It would help if you had, like, the best quarterback in football. They tend to win more often than most people. But but I need Dak to play to that level and just put me in the tournament. Put me in. You talked to Jason Light at Tampa 
three years ago, Jason felt like that his he was packing up the U-Haul one foot in the park. So at that point, why not? And then all of a sudden, Tom Brady shows up. Yeah. But he, but Jason had drafted a pretty good team. He just couldn't find a quarterback. He tried. Yeah. He tried with Jameis Winston, but thirty interceptions and thirty touchdowns doesn't get it done. I mean, he tried. Not quite. Not quite. But see, that's what I'm saying, though. Sometimes you have to have a little bit of luck along the way with the, the moves you make. And both him and Les Snead have done a really good job of, 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 of taking advantage of things, of moves that he can make. Well, Brian, that was fun. Shout out to Miller Lite and yeah. Liberty Tax and WrestleMania. And Rowdy. Th- thir- and Rowdy. Always shout out to Rowdy. Always shout out to Rowdy. And Thursday, maybe there will be other people here, but I'll be honest, I hope not. I hope it's just <laughs> us again and that we come up with the show two minutes before the show. Not that we did that today. Well, you and I will do a show on Wednesday night together. We'll right? do a show on Wednesday night. We'll do another Check one. Check my YouTube page, yeah. Jeff Cavanaugh. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we will see you next time. Hellman will be back from Miami. Yeomans will be back from New, New York. York. Yeah. And Brian and I will be here. We'll and it'll be, here. be time for the draft show next week. Love you. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!